Welcome to The Lorraine Murphy Show. If you're anything like me, you want a successful, abundant business, epic energy, a growth mindset, vibrant health, and beautiful relationships. And this podcast sets out to help us achieve all of that together. I've been in the entrepreneurship arena for almost a decade now and have mentored hundreds of other business owners. So I know what goes on behind the scenes and what it takes to succeed. This podcast shares the tips, tricks, learnings, and lessons I lean on in order to blend the different facets of my life as an entrepreneur, author, wife, and mama to two gorgeous little humans. Let's jump in to today's episode. Hello, welcome my friend to the Lorraine Murphy Show and this week's episode. I'm very excited because just before I started recording this episode, my team sent a message on our group chat and said that we've just ticked over 400 people registered from my glow up. (laughs) It's amazing. If you don't know what I'm talking about, on Wednesday the 19th, so from Wednesday 19th of October to Saturday 22nd of October, I am hosting a four-day glow up, which is all about getting you and your business illuminated. It's four days. It's going to be high energy, high fun, high connection, and it weaves together the greatest learnings from my own 10 years in business, as well as my thousands of hours of mentoring my bold darling group and my one-on-one mentees. And I'm really excited because I think October is just the perfect time to do something like this. There's still three months left of the year. And the aim is that we we see at the, the end of 2022 on a high, And we sail into 2023 really ready to grip up those, well, articulate and also grip up those 2023 goals. So day one is focusing on you. Our intention is to create more joy on day one. On Thursday, the 20th of October, then is day two. We've got systems and support. The idea is to create more time and more space. And on day three, which is sales and marketing, our intention is higher profile and higher revenue. And then day four, which is the day we bring it all together, it's really about mobilizing on your glow up. So bringing the whole four day experience together, identifying what are the key actions that are really going to move you and your business forward. And also celebrating, you know, getting to day four, we did it and, and celebrating showing up in, in that way for, for yourself and for your business. So the very cool thing about this is if I was to do a rate card value on the glow up, it would be at least $497 because there's also a pop-up Facebook group, which is going off. I am loving all the interaction and conversation happening in there at the moment. And there's also going to be prizes. So I am going to be rewarding those who interact and who act uh, so there's $500 worth of prizes to give away. It's actually going to be way more than that because I've just decided to create a pretty epic prize on the, um, towards the end of giving away too much. But yes, there's going to be a lot of spot prizes and amazing prizes as well, particularly as we kind of move towards the end of the glow up as well. So if you want to register, there's obviously still time. We kick off in, when you're listening to this, it'll be nine days time. Oh no, God, five days time. So you can jump to bolddarling.com forward slash glow up and that will get you to the opt-in page, get yourself signed up and yeah, start getting excited. (laughs) So this week's episode is something I haven't actually covered on the show before and I just realized this could actually make for a really, really useful episode for for you. I think the ultimate glow up for in a business sense is to have fresh images. So have some some fresh photos done, whether it's of you or of your team or of the, the broader business. 
So I wanted to share in this week's episode my top tips to really nailing a photo shoot. I'm actually fresh off my last shoot. I just had it yesterday as I'm recording this episode. And I think we got at least 50 final photos in three hours. We were lean, mean, efficient machines. And I think it's just come from me having done this so many times, knowing what works, knowing what doesn't work. And I honestly just feel the shots we get get better every time. I cannot wait to see the shots that we got yesterday. They are just so good. Yeah. Greg, my photographer, just nailed it. I can't wait to see them. So yeah, I wanted to pass on my top tips in this episode. And as I said, a fresh bank of images really is the the glow up your business may be waiting for. And I know I've seen so many business owners posting the same images year in, year out. They're images that they probably had a photo shoot done five or six years ago, which is fine. You know, that's what happens. Things get busy. We don't prioritize these things. It's very much sitting in the important rather than urgent pile. And yeah, we just, we just don't prioritize it. So if, if you're listening to this episode right now and you've been recycling the same kind of top five to 10 photos of yourself for the last maybe five to 10 years, Maybe take this as your sign that it's, it's, it's an opportunity to really glow up <laughs> your, your digi presence and your website and your Instagram and all of the things by getting some fresh images. And, and honestly, the worst thing, what's even worse than, than recycling images for the last kind of five to 10 years is just not posting at all because you haven't got any images anymore. And uh, last month in September, our monthly theme in Bell Darling was profile and influence. And in my masterclass, one of the members shared that she hasn't had any new images for, I think she said four years. So one of her actions out of that session was, okay, let's just book a shoot, get this happening. Because she said, I'm just, I'm not posting anymore on Instagram because I just, I'm just, I don't have any fresh images. And I also think we, we, and I know Denise Duffel Thomas talks about this as well. We think, oh, there must be like, I'll, I'll wait to do the photo shoot till I've lost weight or I've gained more muscle or I've got a new wardrobe or I've just got a bit more headspace or my hair is a bit longer or, 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 or all these different reasons. And ultimately we're just sabotaging ourselves. You know, just, just not getting the images means that we can't post as much. We don't feel as maybe confident as about our, our online presence as we might, what we would prefer to. So yeah, I don't think there's any perfect time to have a photo shoot done. I know for me, when I wait for the perfect time, it just doesn't, it doesn't happen. <laughs> so I would really encourage you if you're listening and you haven't had some fresh shots of yourself for a while, just, just think about what you could get in the calendar reasonably soon to, to really make that happen. And of course, I've got your back in this episode because I'm just about to pass on all of the best things that I have found that really, really helped me nail the, the photo shoot at the end. Yeah. To nail the photo shoot. Okay, so let's get into it. First thing, I mean, yeah, this is probably the most key thing, is your photographer. (laughs) So I've had a bit of a love affair with my photographer and videographer, Greg. I don't mean an actual love affair, but a professional love affair. I actually spoke on a panel. God, when Lexi was four months old, I spoke on a panel for the Entourage. And I was on the panel with Nicole Eccles, who is the founder of Glasshouse Fragrances, so all these amazing candles that you would see and know and love. And in the green room afterwards, I was chatting to Nicole and she was spruiking Greg, basically saying, he's just starting off as a photographer, videographer. He's super talented. You have to speak to him. (laughs) She's amazing. She's like a full-on New Yorker. She's amazing. And I said, oh, give me his details. So Greg, Greg got in touch and at the time, it was actually perfect timing because I was just about to 
create my first online program. So I wanted to create my, I used to do a start of the year boot camp to help people with their, their life planning. And I asked Greg, would he come and do a half day shoot with me to do that? So I think it was his, pretty sure it was his first online program gig. It was my first gig and neither of us knew what the fuck we were doing. Uh, but we got it done and yeah, we've gone on to work together for, yeah, wow. I think we have five years this month that I've been working with Greg. Wow. So Greg is, as I said, he does video. So he does my online program. So if you know um, my Step Into You program, my Get Remarkably Organized program, couple goals he shot with myself and Wade. So he's done my video stuff and then also my photography. So he's done all of my headshots for the last five years. So any of the images that you see of me, aside from kind of ones that I've snapped on my phone myself, it's it's Greg who has taken those photos. And I think the reason I love working with Greg, he's so high vibe. He's so positive. He's always got a story to tell me. He's just a really interesting guy. He's been doing van life with him. Him and his partner Freya have been living in a van um, for the last year on and off and just driving around to the weddings that they photograph. And yeah, he's been like a stunt extra. He does, oh, what's it called? parkour like base jumping he does that thing so yeah he's just complete complete different to me basically and I just find him really really high vibe and I find that's so important within a photographer someone that makes you feel good and raises your vibration because you want to look like that in your images you know how you're feeling on the day is going to be communicated in the in the in the final images so I think it's really really important to find a photographer that you feel comfortable with and you enjoy being around and you're happy just to kind of kick back and, and and get the work done together. I think it's really, really key. So I had to find those people. So Greg obviously kind of landed in my lap. And But there's so many amazing photographers out there. So word of mouth is 100% the way to go. So asking friends of yours who maybe also have businesses or have headshots who, who they use to get their shots. If there's people that you follow on Instagram and you really love the images that the professional images that they're putting out there, like just asking, oh, your, your shots look amazing. Who does them? Who did them for you? So yeah, just, just asking around and really, I guess, being led by the end product. So the shots of people that you really like, maybe that's a, a really good way for you to, to find your next amazing photographer. And then I would really suggest if you're, it's your first time working with someone or reaching out to them have a call with them, like have a conversation, see how you feel in your, in your body, even while you're just talking to them on the phone, if you feel comfortable, if you feel like you're in safe hands, particularly if photographs aren't like your kind of happy place, <laughs> if you feel a bit more awkward doing them, then it's extra, extra important that the person really puts you at ease. And I think also in that initial conversation, just sharing with them how how you would like to be photographed. So I know I love being directed. I actually had a, another guy do my headshots in my first business for me and my team. And and he actually took the cover photo for Remarkability, my first book. And he was a lovely guy and I, I really enjoyed working with him. But it was only when I started working with someone like Greg who tells me exactly what to do, like turn your chin this way. Okay. Move your hand here. Okay. Stand up a bit straighter. No, move, move a bit more to the right. That is so helpful for me because I'm not a model, obviously. I don't kind of just naturally fling myself into really amazing poses. So having someone who directs me, I feel like I'm in really safe hands. And I know that I just trust that they can see what I can't see. And that if they're directing me, then that's really going to amplify the end result and really get us to a, a really good spot. And also get a quote, be as 
specific as you possibly can be because it's so difficult for photographers to to quote particularly when they work with someone like me who on the day has a few brilliant ideas that I want to also do so being as specific as possible with that quote means that they can with your brief means that they can quote you as accurately as possible and then you don't end up having some form of bill shock when you when you get the final invoice as well generally you will find uh, with photography the the actual time taking the photographs isn't it's, it's it's not the most expensive part where it actually starts to add up as the editing time so just be mindful if you're saying you want 10 final images well that's going to be editing time for 10 photos but if you're saying you want 60 or 70 or even 80 images well then that's going to clock up a lot quicker because obviously your photographer will will need to edit them and so yeah be as specific as you possibly can so yeah i generally find while i'm doing stills it's pretty like it's pretty budget budget friendly but as soon as i get into video territory which of course requires a lot more editing then then the bill starts to kind of ratchet up pretty fast so yeah get get your quote get really clear it just means that you and the photographer can kind of commit to it and you know exactly what you're committing to uh, the next thing to think about then is date. So give yourself as much time as you can so that you're not rushing your preparation, particularly if you haven't done that many shoots yet. Just give yourself as much time as you can to get your clothes organized, sort out a venue, all of the things. Really key for blondes, maybe not so natural blondes like me, is just planning it around your hair appointments. So there's so many times where I haven't been organized enough and I've booked, I've had to book in a photo shoot when my hair was like due for roots to be redone like two weeks later and I look at those images I'm like no why wasn't my hair fresh so for me the ideal time to to have it done to to do a photo shoot is about a week after I've just freshly had my hair done because then the toner is kind of toned down a bit and my hair is settled and it's 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 ready to go so yeah time it around your hair appointments just give yourself as much time as you can to to get ready even yesterday when I was with Greg and Freya is is his business partner I was with the two of them yesterday and we put in a date for December just so we've got it held, which just means we, we all know that's happening. We, we, we can plan for that. With the venue, so of course, this is going to be very dependent on what your shoot is and what you need to do. So ideally, what you want to do is have somewhere with some different backdrops. So the venue we shot in yesterday, which was a kind of venue for hire co-working space, uh, when we shot yesterday, it just had lots of different areas. Like there was a fireplace. There was like a little small office upstairs. There was a couple of big tables in the main area. There was a few different windows, some potted plants, just some li- like little notable things that work nicely as a quite a sweet backdrop. So that's my ideal. If I can find a space that has lots of different backgrounds. And uh, so my previous shoot before the one I did yesterday, I did at Business Chicks head office, which was an amazing spot to shoot. And they had a bar, they had different sofas, different chairs, uh, different windows, different even floors that like looked a bit different, a couple of different meeting rooms. So that worked amazingly well because it just means that it looks like you've been to 15 different venues, <laughs> but you've only been to one. It's super handy. So yeah, I would say that unless you need somewhere just super blank canvas, like plain walls, in which case probably going to a, a proper photography studio would, would probably be best. And um, I have gotten some shots at home before. I've uh, got some in my office. I've got some in our living room. The shoot I did, it's like mid-COVID, I think. 
Yeah, it was when we just come out of that first lockdown in 2020. Uh, Greg came over and we did some shots here before we moved to another area. Uh, so yeah, that, that can work well if you want some shots at home. I know just for me, it's just so hard to shoot at home now because the two kids are here and, and it just means you've got to clean and tidy and <laughs> it's so much easier to go somewhere else. And also I kind of feel like I've got a few shots at home. Um, I don't really want to get more because they're just going to look a bit same, same as, as previous shoots. So my actual hot tip, this has worked for me really well for my last few shoots, is to use an office space, like a co-working space, meeting room area, a space like we did yesterday, venue hire, but do it at the weekend when it's quieter and there's no one there. So the shoot, two shoots ago, yes, the very first one I did for Bull Darling earlier on this year, um, we shot at the co-working space that I see my one-on-one mentees at. And we shot on a Saturday. Yeah, it was a shot on a Saturday. So Wade is at home with the two kids. And I went into the city and spent the day with Greg shooting in there. And it was just great because we had the run of the place. We weren't worried about disturbing anyone. We weren't worried about making noise, about moving furniture, about anyone getting in the background. It worked really, really well. And also, you'll probably get a better rate at a co-working space at the weekend as well, because they're, they're not as in demand. You might get a weekend rate as well. So if you're not sure, if you're looking at a venue and you're like, oh, is this good? Is it not? Just send some, get, get some photos of the venue if, if they're available online and just send them to your photographer and ask them to have a look and see what they think. And I always send my shoot spots to Greg if they do like have an online presence where we're shooting. I'll send them to Greg. So I know for the Business Chicks shoot, for example, I sent him a link to the Business Chicks Instagram so he could scroll back. And actually that space was designed by my friend Emma Blomfield, whose house I have actually used. She's an interior designer, an incredible interior designer. I've used her house a few times for um, shooting like online programs, that kind of thing. So yeah, um, send your photographer a link to the space just so they can get their head around it. They might start to form some ideas about how they would shoot in the space as well. And so shooting outside, I've done a few shoots outside, like or parts of shoots where we've gone outside for parts of it. There was one particular shoot I did in, God, I was early days pregnant with Wilder. So that would have been 2020, 2020. Yeah, late, late latest 2020. And I really wanted to do like a summer vibe shoot. So I was staying at the QT in Bondi for my quarterly planning getaway. So Greg came and we did some shots in the hotel room and then we went out and about. So we went down to the beach. We got some photos down sitting on the rocks, sitting on the beach. And it was just, I actually don't like hardly any of the images from that shoot. And it wasn't Greg's fault. Uh, it was just so hard. Like it was, the sun was beating down. It's, it's so hard to get the light right when you're shooting outside. There was some really nice shots we got on the beach, but then it was really windy. So it's just so hard to like control my hair and, for me, I don't find I use any shots that I take outside as much as I do indoor anyway for my purposes, whether it's hero images for online programs or my website or Instagram. So yeah, I find like shooting outside, it feels like it's more cost effective, but I feel like it's a, a false sense of cheapness because ultimately for me, the, the photos just haven't turned out as well. And it's just so hard to control. <laughs> God knows, Sydney, right now we're getting so much rain, as I know, I think a lot of, a lot of Australia is. Uh, it's just so hard to tell. And then you're trying to control like what's in the background. And yeah, even yesterday, Greg and I were shooting a reel of, we were taking some photos out in the street. There was a really nice like wall of greenery out in the street where we were shooting. So we went out and got some, some images there. And like there was just passersby, which is fine. Of course, they're allowed to use the footpath, but you're just having to stop. And then people are kind of staring. And yeah, it's just not as easy to, to, to control when you're shooting outdoors. 
Now, I want to talk about wardrobe, which is really, really key. And what I normally do is I do a mix of just like staples for my own, my own wardrobe. So jeans, simple sweaters, that kind of thing, like just little kind of singlets and t-shirts and blazers, like work blazers. And, and then I get some new things just to inject some like newness into the shoot. <laughs> because my last three shoots now have been for Bull Darling. I, I tend to have a lot of red <laughs> in my wardrobe. And, and what I actually find really handy, I, I go onto the iconic and I search for, you, you can search. This is a really simple tip, but it, it helps me a lot. You can search, like go into dresses and then filter it by color. So I can look at all the red dresses or all the red tops or, all the red skirts or whatever it might be. So generally I'll get like five or six looks from the iconic. I normally get about 10 and, and then try them all on and then just send back whatever is not working. And, and that's the other reason to give yourself as much time out as in far out from your shoot as you can. Because I know for me, I, I felt like I was really early. I ordered everything two, two weeks out. And I'd ordered a small in this linen suit. I found this new Melbourne brace fashion brand, which I'm like obsessed with. It's called All Things Golden. And I found this linen, white linen suit, which is so beautiful. And I ordered a small because I'm a size eight. So I would generally just default to ordering a size small. And it came and then I was unpacking everything last weekend. So a week out from the shoot and trying it all on. And it was huge. It was like the pants. It's obviously how they're, they say, you know, it's, it's generous sizing because it's that whole slouchy look, which does not suit me at all. Um, but yeah, the small was huge. So I was like, cool, that's fine. I'll just order the extra small. It came within 24 hours. It'll be fine. But they're actually out of stock of the extra small in the pants. So I got this, I got the blazer, like the top for the suit. And I just had to like deal with this. I ordered the extra small, but they're, I'm basically going to get notified when they're back in stock. So I had to wear the small pants, but like have a bulldog clip to like clip them in. And yeah, I'm going to return them because I just, I would not actually be able to wear them (laughs) out in public. They would be dead around my knees. So yeah, that's the other reason just to give yourself some time, just to make sure all your orders come. Generally, my iconic stuff comes within a couple of days, but it was actually held up. Half the order was, God, it took 10 days to get here, which is very unusual. And I was meant to have my shoot last Saturday, last Sunday, and I had to reschedule it because I just just didn't have enough clothes that that I could shoot with. So it all worked out fine. But yeah, next shoot, I'm actually going to order my clothes even earlier just to make 100% sure that it's all here. Uh, so with clothes, I find, and this is of course going to vary you know, on everyone's body shape and what they feel comfortable and and so on, the vibe you're trying to communicate in your images. But I find for me, the more structured the clothes are and the more textured, the better they photograph. I have gotten a few things in the past. Like I had this Decuba dress that was quite baggy and then it just like cinched in at the waist. And I it, it looked really cool on, like on me as a person. But when it photographed, it just looked really frumpy. It just didn't photograph well. It was too floaty and that just doesn't work on my my frame. So yeah, just, just think about for you, what's going to photograph, even if you want to try on some of your clothes and just take some, get someone to take some photos in your iPhone to see if they photograph well. I've really found that just because it looks good on me in real life, (laughs) doesn't mean it's going to photograph as well. So yeah, for me, structured and textured is really, really good. I've found that white doesn't photograph that well. I actually look good in white. Like it's a, it's a good, it's a a good color on me, but I don't find it photographs as well. And I also actually find that I don't tend to use photos of me wearing white 
as much for socials as I would a color. So I've really found that there's a couple of shots that I come back to again and again. There's one particular shot. You've probably seen it if you followed me for a while. And it's of me wearing a hot pink woolen jumper. It's a Decuba jumper that I got in 2020. And I still use that image so much because it just looks so good, like the pink. And I like to think about what's the outfit, what's the color that's going to stop the scroll. If someone's scrolling through their Insta feed, and what's that color that's going to really grab their eye? So that's why I love that kind of the red signature for Bull Darling because it's it's quite eye-catching and it just makes it really easy for me to do shoots for Bull Darling as well. So yeah, I, I find, I mean, white photographs fine, but I just don't actually find I use the images as much. And that said, I got some shots in that white suit with like, it's a bit racy for me, but um, it looks amazing. Like a little like lingerie, um, what do you call it? Like a bodysuit, like a lace bodysuit. So it's a red bodysuit underneath the white jacket. And I actually think that's going to look really good. I saw kind of the early photos on on Greg's camera is quite eye-catching. So yeah, I just find pops of color are better than having a lot of neutrals and a lot of white. And the other thing, and this was a lesson very recently from this shoot just yesterday, is just bring bulldog clips just in case. There was a dress that I got. It's a, what would you call it? Like a little tea dress slash skater dress like a short mini dress. It's got like puffy shoulders. Um, it's really nipped in at the waist. Like it's beautiful. I love it. And I photographed, we, we shot it yesterday with me wearing that with like just really simple, bright white trainers. And when I looked at the photos, so I got Greg, I was coming up and tip in a minute. I looked at the photos on, on Greg's camera and it just looked really, I don't know, just baggy. Like the dress just wasn't sitting right when I was sitting down. So if I had had a bulldog clip just to clip it into the back, it would have actually looked so much better, like just so much more structured. Um, as it happens, we found a peg because the white pants were just falling down so bad. So we actually, I don't know how, there happened to be a peg in the drawer of the, the meeting room space that we were in. And then later we found a bulldog clip. So I was able to clip up the, the white pants, but we'd already shot the dress. So that wasn't, wasn't helpful at that point. So yeah, just bring some bulldog clips. You just never know when they might be handy for clipping in. And I know for me, uh, when I used to work in like hair and beauty PR and I used to go to quite a few photo shoots and my PR career pre-started my own businesses. And I used to see the stylists doing that all the time. Like they always had like clips and someone would look absolutely perfect from the front. And then you look at the back and like their whole dress and jacket and everything was held up with bulldog clips. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, they're those big black clips that you use to like hold documents together in an office, kind of old old school. But yeah, really, really handy to have. And also just for wardrobe, just have different bras. So I normally just have one flesh colored t-shirt bra and I have one flesh colored strapless bra. And that's generally all I need, unless like I want to have the straps in the picture for whatever reason. And yeah, just remember, just wear clothes that make you feel comfortable and make you feel gorgeous. What works for me won't work for you and vice versa. So just really trying to find the clothes that, yeah, make you feel really like a glowed up version of you. And uh, yeah, that's that's always going to be a, a good way to go. And now moving on to hair and makeup. So one thing, please don't do your own hair and makeup. Like, please. <laughs> I've had to coach so many friends and mentees through this. Like, oh, I'll just do my own makeup. It's fine. I'm like, please don't. Please don't. And what I mean by that, it's not that they're terrible at doing their own makeup. They are. But I really think it's a false economy. I know it can feel expensive to pay and get your hair and makeup done for, for a shoot. But honestly, it's going to look so much better than you could ever do it yourself. It's also going to last longer. I've done, I've had my makeup done at like six in the morning for a photo shoot that starts at eight. And my makeup is still 
perfect other than some maybe some powder needed during the day and some lippy top up in the afternoon it's still perfect when I go into bed at 10 o'clock that night so it really does last longer and it's just going to stand up so much better under kind of shoot scenarios like pulling clothes over your head and so on like it just it stays put so much better when it's professionally done and and the other thing is you just feel more confident. Like I know when I get my makeup professionally done, I'm like, whoa, who is this chick? <laughs> and that's the feeling I want to have on my on my photo shoots, that real sense of, yeah, I'm I feel like I score up pretty well when I do it myself, but just that extra 20% that getting it done really well makes, that's the 20% that really sets you up for success with the photo shoot. And I remember shooting, I think it was my Get Remarkably Organized program. I did it. Oh, I just come back from Bali with Lexi and um was pretty jet not jet lagged. I wasn't jet lagged. Lexi just had not slept the night before. It was awful. And I was shooting and I got my hair blow dried like maybe two, three days earlier for a speaking gig. And so I was like, oh my hair, I'll just juice it myself and I'll just do my own makeup. And the like I had Greg doing video, he did an amazing job. The venue was beautiful. But yeah, I just don't look what I could look, particularly when you're on camera looking at yourself. Like you just want to look schmick you want to look your very best self so yeah please just get your hair and makeup done <laughs> and and what I used to do actually is I used to get my hair done at like a salon near my office or near my house and I used to go to Mecca and get my makeup done at Mecca and then I think I can't remember what the deal is it, back then I think you used to pay a hundred dollars to get your makeup done and then you could use that hundred dollars against product in the store so I used to do that uh, then when I had kids and I just just wanted to be a lot more efficient with my time than like jumping into Ubers to, to the city to go to Mecca. Uh, I now get Luxit. So I've used Luxit for God, since I was pregnant with Lexi even before then. So probably six years now I've been using Luxit. It's run by an amazing woman called Fabiola. And essentially what it is, it's like an Uber for hair and makeup artists. And they do lots of other things like tanning and massage and all those kind of things as well. I've only ever used them for hair and makeup. So yeah, you put in your booking request and then they will confirm and they'll say, okay, I've had Amanda for my last few shoots from Luxit. She's been incredible. And Amanda will be at your house at 8 a.m. on Sunday morning. And yeah, they show up. They do an amazing job. And yeah, I, I love it. It makes a huge difference. So it just means I can get my hair and makeup done sitting at the dining table. I had each of the kids on my lap at various times yesterday. <laughs> and Amanda was so sweet. She gave Lexi a French braid after I was finished. She asked Lexi to hop up in the chair and Lexi got a braid. So Lexi was like, tickled pink. It was so sweet. So, and what I would really suggest as well is have a bit of a mood board. I wanted to do my makeup quite different from my Bold Darling shoot in February. So I gave Amanda an image uh, that was actually an influencer that I follow from Ireland and, and she had had her makeup done by a particular makeup artist. So I, I had screen grabbed that image and showed it to Amanda and I was like, this is what I want. And she nailed it like so, so well. So yeah, just create a mood board, get on Pinterest, look at inspo images. Also share images of you when you feel like your makeup was really good or your hair was really good. I mean, that's the easiest thing in the world for hair and makeup artists if they can just recreate a look that you really liked in the past. And I would really as well encourage you, even if you're like a supernatural person, which I don't think I am, but if you're na way more natural and organic than I am, and is still go for a bit of a heavier eye. Like you, you can really take more makeup when it's for a photo shoot. If it, I feel like if I did very, very bare faced makeup, I would look hardly done in, in the photos. So I think you almost want to go 20% more than you normally would yourself. Like when I looked in the mirror yesterday, I could see my eye makeup was quite heavy, uh, but it photographed perfectly. So just be mindful as well. You've kind of got a 20% buffer 
to you almost want to go 20% OTT just so you look did in your photos as well. And and just a hot tip, uh, I learned this one the hard way. A few years ago, I was having a photo shoot for, God, I can't remember what it was. It was a magazine that we're doing it with a group of us entrepreneurs. can't remember what it was. But I got this a strip of fake lashes that the, the hair and makeup artist put on. And I felt like, and I look at the photos, I look like I'm half asleep because they were just so heavy. <laughs> so now I'm really fussy. If I haven't got my lash extensions done, I'll ask to actually, like, I'll say either I want, because this strip, Lashes that you can get are super light, like they feel like air. You can't even feel them on your eyes. Or else I'll ask, I'll ask for individual lashes. So where they're just applied individually with glue because they're just a lot lighter because you don't have that big strip that your eyelid is trying to carry as well. So yeah, hot tip. Don't get heavy eyelashes. <laughs> get as light as you can because, oh my God, I, it was weird. I felt like I looked so sleepy in that photo shoot and I actually started to feel sleepy because my eyes were so hooded over. <laughs> became psychosomatic I convinced myself I was getting sleepy and and also while you're getting your hair and makeup done like just feel free to check in like you don't have to wait for the big reveal at the end like you can say can I just check the eyes and check I'm happier can I just check how the base is and and yeah hair and makeup artists I found are totally cool with that they actually really like it because it gives them some direction and and then don't be afraid to give feedback at the end so yesterday Amanda did my makeup she did it beautifully but the lips were more of like a blood red than an orangey red. And blood red just makes me look quite drawn. I don't know why. So I just said to her, look, I, I, don't, I don't like the lip color. So she took it off, started again, bless her. And she nailed it. I actually ran upstairs and grabbed one of the tops that I was going to wear yesterday. So she could hold it up to her lip, lipstick palette and, and match it perfectly. Um, and then just a little tip as well. This is something that I do when I get my makeup done is because I can never exactly match the lipstick that they've used from my own make- lipstick because I've got like two and a half lipsticks because <laughs> one is very nearly gone. I've lost my favorite pink one, which is killing me. So what I'll actually ask them to do, they can just slice off a tiny bit of the lipstick that they've given you. Generally, makeup artists will carry trying to like a tiny little clear plastic pot, like a little screw cap pot. They're tiny, tiny. And so generally uh, a makeup artist will be able to give you a little bit of the lipstick that they've used just so you can do touch up yourself uh, at your shoot later on. So I'll bring just a cotton tip with me and I'll just apply it myself just as a touch up. So yeah, that's a little tip. Um, I don't know that many people know that or ask for that, but I found that really, really helpful. And and then on the day, so just some stuff to bring, bring, bring props. Like bring your laptop, bring a clipboard, bring your notebook, books, pens. And if there's certain cues for you, like for example, one of my mentees, Liz, is an exercise physiologist. Uh, another one, Olivia, is a speech pathologist. And Sarah in the Bell Darling group is a HR consultant. Like if there's little things that are c- clues or cues to your business that that feel comfortable for you to use, then go for gold. I think it's better just to bring lots of these kind of things and you can just dip into them as and when you need to than to realize, oh crap, I really should have brought that. Like something I keep forgetting to do when I go to my shoots is to bring one of each of my books. Like why am I not getting fresh shots with each of my books at every shoot? It would take five minutes and make such a difference. And bring water. I actually find I get really dehydrated when I'm shooting and I forget to drink water because I'm not sitting at my desk drinking. Something I like to do is to make myself a protein smoothie and just so it's like an extra snack on the run and it's not too hard on my lipstick. I can just kind of guzzle it down out of the the smoothie container. And that was really good yesterday because we started shooting at 11. I started to get hungry at about 12.30 
but then we were fully done by like 1.45. So just having that smoothie got me to the end of the shoot and then I went and had a bit of a late lunch then. So yeah, I find that's really good. And then just beauty stuff to bring, bring hairspray, bring your lipstick, bring powder, you bring whatever your kind of normal base is. I use like a Jane Ardell press base. So I bring that just if I feel like I need to touch it up. I never do. Generally, I will, I mean, yesterday I didn't even have to touch my lipstick up. I didn't have to use powder, but um, yeah, it's just good to have them just in case. And then yeah, anything that makes you feel high vibe, like if it's an essential oil, for me, I had a couple of my resonant essences spray just to spray. I sprayed them in the car as I was driving over to the venue. Just anything that really kind of raises your vibe and makes you feel like, yes, I've got this. And maybe for you, photo shoots are something that are more intimidating, maybe you feel a bit anxious. So maybe something like clary sage oil or lavender oil or frankincense could be really good just to help you kind of can the farm and, and get in the zone. When you're actually at the shoot, I really like to do this is lay out all my outfits. There was a huge table at the venue yesterday, probably seated about 20 people. It's a huge square table. So I laid out all of the outfits with the shoes there so that we could kind of count the outfits up and then Greg could see what different outfits I had. So there was one corner there, for example, in the venue, which had more of like a powder blue and navy black going on. And so as soon as Greg saw I had some dark wash jeans and a white shirt that I wanted to photograph, he said, okay, we'll shoot that in that corner. So it's just helpful for your photographer to be able to visualize what you want to wear. And then they can almost like match make different areas of your venue to, to suit that as well. I always get my stills first. If I'm doing video as well as photos, I always get the photos first just because that's when you want your hair and makeup to be the most perfect. I think you've got more room for kind of hair dropping a bit and so on when you're doing video because you're you're moving you're animated it's not as noticeable and yeah I, I find I can just switch on the energy for video when I need to rather than kind of stills you're kind of awkward and you're getting into different outfits and all the things I reckon yeah just get that done and then and then do video next and I always like to ask as soon as we start shooting I don't even have to ask Greg anymore he just does it the first few shots like he just takes a few shots and then shows them to me on the back of his camera just because there's things like in the past where there's been a bit of hair sticking up or I had some lipstick on my teeth or like the color of my shirt wasn't sitting right so I just like to see those first couple of shots just so I can go okay I'm I'm good and then then we can go for it uh, it was so annoying. <laughs> the shoot we did together in June for Bull Darling, which is the one at the, the business chick's office. I had all that kind of fresh baby hair, post baby hair coming out. So I had like about two inches of hair standing up all over my head. And I didn't realize it was so obvious. And it was only when Greg actually like had the, the full photos blown up and we were looking at them full size. I, my hair was like just a halo of little hairs and that's way too hard for him to Photoshop. So yeah, just things like that. You can just zoom in, check you're comfortable, and then you can just kind of settle in and and keep going. I also like to check that we got their shot. So if, for example, yesterday I was wearing a little red top and kind of a light stone-colored skirt, I'm standing at the the fireplace. So I just asked Greg once we finish shooting that just to kind of scroll back and I'll just check that there's at least five options there for that shot just to make sure that I'm, I know we've got it because it'd be so annoying that it's happened in the past where I haven't done that and I haven't just made sure. And then there's been entire outfits that for whatever reason, because I'm pussy, I just don't love the shot. So again, this is where it really comes back to that partnership between you and your photographer and just yeah, feeling comfortable that you can ask just to check the shots and that you're comfortable to do that. 
And I mean, honestly, the biggest thing on the day is just have fun, be light. This is, I always remind myself when I'm at a photo shoot, I'm like, Lorraine, this is an easy day's work. Like <laughs> you could be like sitting here bashing your head against the wall, trying to create a, a strategy for your business or something like that, or, you know, just supporting a mentee who's having a really challenging time. But, you know, standing around smiling with your hair and makeup done and getting photos, I'm like, that's fun. Like that's easy. That's so easy. So yeah, just, just trying to be as easy and light. As I said, you can see it in the pictures. I can see in my photos from my shoots how I was feeling on that particular day. So as much as possible, trying to get yourself in the zone, get yourself in a really good state is, is a, is a really, really good thing to do. If you have time, Greg and I haven't done this for the last few shoots, but we have done in the past where he has loaded them up onto his laptop and then I've gone through and I've just starred the ones that I really like. It just makes his life easier once he gets to culling down the, to the, to the final shot and doing the edits as well. And, and something as well, this is more of a new thing in the last kind of year or so, given Insta is really uh, making it clear that reels are the way to go in terms of getting the reach on Insta is just getting some reels. So Greg has a better iPhone than me. So just even yesterday, I was sitting on the sofa, we were getting some shots kind of casual shots, me sitting cross-legged typing on the sofa. I just got him on his phone just to get a maybe 10, 11 seconds of me just sitting there typing and, and walking around me. I may never use them, probably got about 10. I think we must have gotten close to 10 reels yesterday. Some of them were more intentional, like I did a really fun one and it's around like bowl darling doors closing. And it's me running the length of the office space that we're in, flinging myself onto the sofa, grabbing my laptop and like, I'm like trying to get my entry, my my application in for Bull Darling. It was really fun. So some of them were more intentional like that, but some were just me like walking down the stairs. Some were me riding on a whiteboard. And then what I can do is I can um, put text on the reels myself when I'm actually on Instagram. So yeah, I've probably got about 10 really nice looking reels that I can be a bit kind of fluid with as to how I want to use them in future. So yeah, just get reels as well. You've got your hair done, you've got your makeup done, you've got a photographer, you've got your nice venue, you've got the outfits, just get some reels as well. And you may never use them, but it's good just to have them on on hand if you ever do need them. Even can I also say, if you're not someone who's done reels before and you're like, I'm never doing reels, please just get the footage. Like it's, it cannot hurt to have it. I think someone who does a really good job of that is Tracy Harris from Moms with Hustle. And I've seen her like she's out at an event or something. And I, I remember the outfit that she's wearing. And then maybe two months later, a reel pops up of her just sitting there looking cute or her walking down a, a hotel corridor. She does it really well, just constantly grabbing sh- opportunities when she feels like she's looking really good. And just grabbing those 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 few seconds of footage makes a huge difference. And and then post shoot. So your photographer will obviously send you a rough cut of the images and then they should do some retouching. So the most basic level of retouching is like adjusting the lighting, like if there's shadows on your face, just adjusting that, that kind of thing. Uh, but they can also, like with those little bits of baby hair, there was a few that I was like, Greg, I need you to fix these. Like it's terrible looking. <laughs> and he would fix up the, the hair. And maybe you've got lipstick on your teeth or like a tiny bit of food in the corner of your mouth. Like that's all something that your photographer should be able to deal with pretty easily in Photoshop. Um, and something I do... <laughs> And I, I like yesterday, it was really cold in Sydney. It was like 14, 15 degrees, but I didn't want to shoot with like big jumpers because this was meant to be like my spring summer shoot, lol, Sydney weather. So I actually look quite cold in some of the shots. I was like, Greg, can you just make me look warm in Photoshop? <laughs> because sometimes my arms can look quite, um, what's that thing? Like, yeah, goosebumps, obviously, but you know, you just look a bit blue and a bit mottled. 
So I was really paranoid. I was like rubbing my arms and legs constantly. But uh, he's like, yeah, that's easy. I can just fix that that easily. So yeah, I was like, just make me look warm, please. Like I'm not like freezing to death here in this tiny skirt and top. <laughs> and and then the other thing I just want to say, just in terms of kind of using your shots, and I've done this. I'm like, why? You know, you've got a really, really nice outfit and then you save it. Like I'll save that for a really, really good occasion. Or you save your knickers, like I'll save my nice knickers to wear on a good, you know, a special occasion. Just don't save your photos. There's been so many beautiful shots that I've just sat on and go, no, I'll save that for the perfect, the perfect opportunity. And then what happens then is that opportunity doesn't arrive. And then I do another photo shoot and I've still got this really lovely images that I haven't used. So yeah, don't save them, like use them. You can do another shoot in three months, six months time. Just use them and, and, and love them, you know, love, love actually using them. And something else I should have said, actually, when I was talking about the dates for your photo shoot is if you can try and plan something fun for after your shoot, I am shit at this. Like I feel like every single photo shoot I do, I go and do it and then I come home and I wash off my beautiful makeup and my extra few lashes and get into sweatshirt and just do like kid duty. And I swear, next photo shoot I'm doing, I know it's happening. It's on a Monday in December. I'm just going to book our nanny for that evening and say to Wade or to some girlfriends, okay, can we just go out on Monday night? Cause I re, I, like, I'm going to look really good and I want to, I want to get extra mileage <laughs> out of looking good. So yes, please learn from my mistakes. Try plan something fun that you can go out and really enjoy looking all, all, all hot after your photo shoot. Okay. So I hope this has been helpful. As I said, I've never actually shared some of these tips before. I, I tend to pass them on to my mentees one-on-one more so. So yeah, I hope there's some ideas in here. Maybe you're more of a pro with photo shoots, but there's some extra kind of tips in there, or maybe it's more of a sign to you to, to, to get, get those shots. Or maybe for you, you, you haven't ever done a photo shoot before, and this is all brand new. And honestly, the difference when you've got some really great shots of yourself for your business, it just makes such an incredible Incredible difference. So reminder to sign up for the glow up. This will be the last podcast episode that goes out before it all kicks off. So please do um, use this as, as, as an invitation to glow up your, your socials, your digi presence and get some fresh shots of yourself. And, and please do sign up for the glow up. So if you go to bolddarling.com forward slash glow up, you will find all the details, um, for, for that. And you can get yourself signed up as well. Cannot wait to kick off next week. I'm feeling so ready for it now. So thank you so much again for joining this week's episode. And I will chat to you again next Friday. Thank you for being part of this week's episode. It was remarkable to have you. I am always keen to hear your thoughts, questions, ideas, and suggestions for future topics for the podcast. So please get in touch on Instagram. My handle is at Lorraine Remarks and through my website, LorraineMurphy.com.au. If you're enjoying what I'm putting out here, please do rate, review, or subscribe to the podcast so more people can find out about it and we can build this special community. Or even better, do all three. Chat to you next week.